We're going to continue tonight, if you if you allow me to still preach a little bit about the rapture. Uh, it's a, really you can't get this subject done justice in two or three sermons. But the rapture is the next event in God's Bible prophecy. And we need to get people to understand that. And we need to get Christians to get a hold of that. Because we get so wrapped up in the world, we forget about God. Amen. And there's nothing any more important in your life and my life than God. That should be the most important thing in your life. And we're going to we're going to read a different scripture tonight. One's familiar, First Corinthians, chapter number fifteen, and beginning in verse fifty-one. We told you this morning that uh, in the Old Testament you never found anything about the rapture. As you study God's word, it, it was a mystery that they unveiled in, in that God unveiled in the New Testament. And that gives us a hope, amen? And it would be sad to live your whole life down here and it's the only heaven that you know. That's what, this is the only heaven that most people are going to know. And that death, when they end up in a place called hell, I, mean, I, I don't know what to, I don't even know how to even describe people's agony and pain. But if you would, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, we have a Schofield Bible on twelve twenty-seven. We'll read down and start in verse number 51. And it simply says this, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but shall all be what? Changed. You know, in Paul's day, even the disciples, they were looking for Jesus' return. They were looking for God to come back. They had a hope. And he says, in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be what? Changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. Let's pray, our gracious Heavenly Father. Lord, it's a privilege to be back tonight. Lord, we thank you for your word. And Lord, we're thankful that you're coming back to get us. Lord, it could be any moment. It could be any second. It could be any time, Lord. And we need to live like you're coming back. And Lord, we ask you tonight that we just take a few minutes to preach your word and to share God's word. Lord, that we'll learn something from your word and leave here better than we came. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I often wonder if we knew for sure that Jesus was coming today, I wonder if we would live differently. I'm talking about the preacher on down, amen? If we knew that Jesus was coming back today, how would we live, Amen? Today, we will live, I believe this, we will live a whole lot different than we did today. Amen. 
And I wonder today if the churches would be better if they knew Jesus was coming back. I heard you speak of a lady who had cancer. My dad had cancer and he'd been dead 20 some years. Matter of fact, he was just maybe a year older than I am when he passed away. And he always said this, and it stuck with me, as he knew he was, wasn't going to make it. He said, it's better to know than to not know. And I thought, well, that's sort of startling when you know that you're really facing death and there's no possibility. He'd always say, it's better to know than to not know. And I'm telling you, if we knew for sure today that Jesus was coming back, I guarantee you, the churches would be full. You'd have Christians full of the Holy Spirit of God. And I tell you, we see a different place in America today. So if we're going to look at the raptures, we study the rapture. You know, there's different views on the rapture. Not, not everybody actually agrees uh, the same way. As a matter of fact, uh, some people believe in a partial rapture. And that's the view that they take. And they have this view that only the faithful in the Lord would be raptured. And those who are not really that faithful would not be raptured until later during the tribulation. People actually teach that. Amen. And uh, and that's sort of a sad point of view on the rapture. Because, you know, that would probably affect probably 90% of the Christians. Amen. Let be honest with you. Most of the Christians, they would go through that. They just are partial. And when God comes, the trumpet of God sound, and we're raised, uh, only a part of us going. I, I don't really... Believe in that view. Amen. Also, there's people and churches who teach in a post-tribulation rapture. And they believe that the church will not be raptured until the end of the tribulation period. And there's a lot of uh, religions and a lot of uh, churches who believe, a lot of, even a lot of Protestant churches who believe those things, amen? I've sat under men and listened to people and uh, for years who changed their views on the rapture, amen? I mean, great men of God and they've read themselves right out of the rapture, amen? And uh, these are people that I respect and I've loved over the years, but it don't change my view. I don't believe that uh, in a post tribulation, rapture. Amen? A lot of other people, and I, know, I have friends, a lot of people that believe this way, and they believe in a mid-tribulation rapture. As the tribulation is seven years, they believe that you'll go through three and a half years for the first three and a half years and then of God's wrath, and then He'll rapture you and uh, then the rest of the tribulation of God. I, I really can't see that in God's word. But this is what people believe. 
And actually, I, I know, I actually know people who, who believe these things. And then you have what they call a millennialist. And they teach that God's word, everything is really just a spiritual and it's not literal. Listen, I believe God's word says what it means and means what it says. And we have a lot of people today who believe that these are just spiritual things, that there's a spiritual Israel. And I have friends who believe this, believe it or not. And we'll differ on that. But to me, there's not a spiritual Israel because there's a nation called Israel in the Middle East. Amen. And that's sort of a sad thing. And really, they make the Word of God teach what it does not say. Amen. And listen, I believe this. You can probably make God's Word mean anything you want it to make. Believe Amen. You can take the scripture and lift it from here and take one from here and put it together. You can make God's word suit your beliefs. I, I listen a lot of times and I listen to, I listen to C-SPAN a lot in the morning. I don't know if anybody's dumb enough to listen to C-SPAN besides me, but I, I listen to that and I get up every morning. And I, and I was telling you there's a man coming on the, on the call the other day, maybe Fridays, maybe I guess it was. And he was telling the, the moderator, he, he was telling how, what a good Bible scholar he was. I mean, they were talking about abortion. That was the subject of the day. And um, he, he said, now I read it from cover to cover. And I thought, well, that's a good thing. I knew, I knew this wasn't going to end well, you know. <laughs> when everybody's telling you what a great scholar they are, you might as well step back and say, this is probably not going to end too good. And he was telling all about the beliefs and all about the Bibles. And, and they don't like for you to really talk about the Bible on C-SPAN, just to be honest with you. And, and he went on and talked about this. So she said, well, what about the subject of abortion? He said, well, I believe God's word. Then he said this, but. See, we let our butts get in the way most of the time. If you're talking to somebody about Jesus Christ and the word of God and they say, but, you might want to just step back and rethink that. Amen. And that's what, and that's the way Christians are. See, we want to believe part of it. We like the parts that we like. And we don't like the parts that you like. And we don't believe what you believe. Amen. That's just life. Amen. But I'm a pre-millennial, pre-trib, rapture, Preacher. Amen. Amen. And really, this position is held mostly by churches that are more conservative and and, and uh, entertained of thought. Amen. And it teaches simply this that Christ will rapture the church before the tribulation. Now, I'm glad for that. Amen. Amen. I'm glad that. When all hell breaks loose on earth, we'll be out of here. I'd rather believe that than any of these other ones that people come up with. Amen. And, and I believe that. That's what I believe. And I'll stand by that the whole time I preach. I, I was raised that way. I, I read that way. I've been taught that way. And that's the only way I see God's word. Amen. It can't be nothing else. But in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 9, it said, Simply this, for God has not appointed us unto wrath, amen, but to obtain 
What do we have? Salvation. We're not appointed to wrath. Amen. We're not appointed unto wrath just now. So I'm glad tonight to tell you that Jesus is coming. He could come at any moment. He could come at any second tonight. And he hasn't appointed you to wrath. You don't have to prove that you love God. Amen. God proved that he loved us because he died. Amen. 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 And that's all that matters. We don't have to go through anything to tell God that we love him. Listen, God has a bride. And listen, he loves his bride because he died for his bride. Amen. He's not going to let you go through wrath. So when you see all these things unfolding that we talked this morning, when you see all these things happening, then you know that it's about time for Jesus to come. Uh, over the years since we've been in church, a lot of us have been in church most of our lives. Listen, over the years, it's never gotten any better. Has the world gotten any better? Now we have technology. We have uh, everything at the tip of our fingers. Amen. And we were talking, everything's disposable. Everything, uh, listen, that you need to know, you can just get and, and type it in on that little old phone you have there. there. There's more information just through a little bitty phone that you could get, listen, to, to save the whole world. But I'm glad today that I know one thing. Jesus is coming. It could be today. And they, listen, those of us that are alive when he comes, listen, the dead in Christ are going to rise first and they will meet him. And then there's another one that one of my preacher's friends, he, he'd always tell me, he said, I'm a pan millennial. I said, what's that? He said, it'll pan out and you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> All right. And so a lot of people are that way. But there's seven reasons. Let me give them to you right quick. And we won't get through this tonight. There's seven reasons. We should believe in the pre-tribulation rapture, all right? One, the church is not appointed under wrath. We know that. We just discussed that. That's one thing. Aren't you glad for that? Uh, listen, I run into people all the time, and they'll always talk about the mark of the beast. And I say, they say, well, we just won't take the mark of the beast. There's a lot more than that, all right? I said, if you won't come under the free uh, love and grace of God, what makes you think that you'd get your head chopped off of Jesus? Amen. And really, when he gets down to it, when the tribulation comes, and they are tribulation saints to get saved, but they're not saved by grace through faith. Amen. They're preaching the kingdom of heaven is coming. That's what they, since Genesis, they've been preaching the kingdom of heaven is here. In the Gospels, you know what they're saying? The kingdom of heaven is here. You know what Jesus said? The kingdom of, listen, I'm here. He came to his own and his own received him not. And he made a way for the rest of us to be saved. You know, he could have, they could have accepted him. Well, aren't you glad for uh, God's knowledge and his goodness and, and his grace? And, listen, he knew that all of us could be saved. Amen. So we're not appointed under wrath. So I, I hope you believe that. That's the only hope you have. Amen. And it's getting harder to be a Christian in America than any time in our history. 
And this makes it easy as you get to thinking about all these things going on. It makes it easy now because it'll be easy that they want to do away with Christianity. Period. Our government, I was, they're the least, they're the least godly or most godly, ungodly that we've ever had. Really. I tell you all the time, everywhere, I said, they, they probably ain't six people in Congress to tell you how to get saved. I, I really doubt that. The president had no idea what, what it was like to be saved. Probably none of them. Amen. Because they did, they'd probably do a lot better job. But you can tell by the times, and it's going to be easy then. So once we're gone, everybody hates the Christians, and once they wipe the Christians out, and God calls us home, and we're in glory, it'll be easy. You know what? They don't have to explain anything. You know what they're going to say? Thank God they're gone, if there is a God. That's what they'll say. We're glad those folks are gone up there at Maple Hill. We don't have fools in no more. They want to be called me up and invite me to church. Amen. They won't be, when they see me at the store, I won't have to avoid them. Amen. That's just how it is. So the church is not a point of wrath. And listen, the church has promised deliverance in Revelation chapter 3 and verse 10. Jesus did not promise to keep us in, but to keep us from. Amen. The church is not mentioned during the tribulation period. If you'll study the book of Revelation in chapter 4 through 19, you never hear about the church anymore. Amen. You don't hear it. John wrote in the book of Revelation, John wrote, in Revelation 1, those things that has uh, seen, and then Revelation 2 through 3, he said, those which are, and verses 4 through 22, things to be hereafter. Amen. So, if you'll read the book of Revelation, and you'll study God's Word, you'll simply see this, that the church is never mentioned again after the fourth, third chapter of Revelation. The word church is mentioned seven times in Revelation chapter three, I mean chapter one, two, and three. Churches is mentioned 12 times in chapter one through three, but neither is mentioned in chapter four through 14. So that tells me that God has raptured the church and there's going to be a seven year of tribulation. Isn't that something? Listen, God's word is true today. You don't have to believe it, but you'd be better off if you do. Amen. The church is exhorted to watch for his imminent return. All through the New Testament, God is telling us to watch. To watch. Let me tell you, Jesus is coming. The church is to be removed before the Antichrist is revealed. Aren't you glad for that? Amen. The Holy Spirit must be removed before the Antichrist comes upon the scene. Yes. It really should. You'll find it in 2 Thessalonians chapter, I'm not going to read to that, in chapter 2. So we can see that before all these things happen, that we're marching to one world government, we're marching to a one world money system, Amen. It's coming. Every day you read on the news, you read on the headlines. They talk about banks starting to, starting to go under a little bit. They're trying to get this great reset, they call it. 
And that's all pointing to the mark of the beast and the Antichrist. But we don't have to worry about that because we'll be long gone. Amen. So I don't really worry about it. What money I got in the bank, that wouldn't help them anyway. Amen. But the Holy Spirit, listen, it indwells in every child of God. So when God says, come up, you know what? We all go up. And so the Holy Spirit, I believe this, He goes with us. And the earth and those that are left behind, there's nothing but pure hell for the rest of those seven years. It's terrible. It's a terrible time. Six, simply the church is to be judged and married between the rapture and Jesus' second coming. Isn't that good? Amen. While hell breaks loose on earth for seven years, we'll be in heaven at the marriage supper of the Lamb. And we'll have to be judged. Amen. See, a lot of Christians today, they just think that they're just going to waltz into heaven and somebody's going to give them a crown and a robe and they're just going to parade around forever. That'd probably be the most boring thing that ever happens. Amen. And we hear them all the time. Well, I can't wait to get my crown. I mean, for all forever, all you're doing, heaven's a lot different than what you think it's going to be. Amen. It's a whole lot different than what most Christians think. They think they just get saved and God gives them a crown and you just march around for eternity. But before you go to the marriage supper, you'll be judged. You know, every person in here is going to be judged. We're not going to be judged for our sins tonight. But our sin debt was settled at Calvary. Amen. All of my past sins was settled at Calvary. All my present sins are settled at Calvary under the blood of Jesus. And all the sins that I commit from here till God calls me home is under the blood of Jesus Christ tonight. Listen, that ought to get you excited. So the church is going to be married. Amen. I told you this morning. We're all going to be a bride next time. Amen. And so we're going to be married to Jesus Christ, but first we'll have to be judged. Amen. We're going to have to stand before God and give an account for how we lived our life for Jesus. Some people will go to heaven smelling like smoke. Amen. That's what I say, don't you? Hey, everything you've done has been burned up. Amen. How are you going to enter heaven? Amen. I, I would like to have a, a crown to lay at Jesus' feet, wouldn't you? I, I believe we will. Amen. Seventh thing, finally, is the church is made up of ambassadors. You know what you are? You're an ambassador for Jesus Christ here on earth. You're an ambassador. And an ambassador is one that usually goes to a foreign land. We're in a foreign land tonight. See, this world is not your home. I can also we're just a passing through. Amen. This world's not our home. We're an ambassador for Christ. And uh, we're placed here on order 
by the king himself. You're here tonight because you're an ambassador for God. And that's what you are. And everywhere you go, you're on orders from the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. And uh, what we do, we, we tell people about one who's coming. Amen. We tell them about a man who, uh, hey, listen, if you got a problem, a man who can beat all of your needs. Amen. And that man is Jesus. So we are to speak on behalf of God. Our life should reflect the spirit of God. And, and listen, just as a nation removes its ambassadors before war, God will remove us. Amen. We're ambassadors for Jesus Christ. And aren't you glad for that? Amen. The rapture could happen at any moment. We may ask ourselves why it hasn't come yet. Amen. I've heard this all my life. Amen. I, I remember one time, uh, uh, we was up Rum Creek. We passed it up Rum Creek. We was having a little story on what, David and Goliath. You remember that? The little boy. He just, we was talking about, I think, David, David and Goliath. What, what was it? David and Goliath? Uh, Noah. Somewhat. We was having a little Bible story you, know, you tell these kids. This little boy, he, he's grown now, but he's probably about six, seven-year-old, cute little fella. And we was talking about you know, the Bible story. And he said, Preacher, that's what he did. He said, I've heard this a thousand times. <laughs> Did he? Uh, I mean, you're like six. <laughs> How do you hear that many times? But that's what he told me. What? He said, Preacher, I, I've heard this a thousand times. And, and you know what? And, and that's the way it is. Amen. Uh, listen, the rapture could happen in the mo any moment. And we may ask ourselves why it hasn't happened. And simply like we was talking this morning, and I heard you at Sunday school, and I thought, well, you know, that, that makes sense what I'm going to say tonight, is in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse number 9. And it simply says, not willing for any to perish, but all to come to repentance. Amen. God hasn't forgotten his people tonight. No matter what you're going through tonight, listen, God, he hasn't forgot you. No matter... These prayer requests to those that are sick and those that have bad, you know, uh, diagnosis and stuff. Listen, God's not forgot about them. He loves them. He died for them. And uh, I believe that. And so we have a hope tonight. Whether we live or God calls us home, listen, we have a blessed hope. What we was preaching a little bit this morning, amen. God hasn't forgotten his people. Folks, you might be ridiculed tonight. You might be scoffed at tonight. But listen, God loves you. You're an ambassador for Christ. You should do everything you can to see your family safe. Amen. The trouble in most families, just to be honest with you, is just one thing, and that's Jesus. If they would just put Jesus ahead of their problems, everything will be fine. There's only one thing that breaks up families. That's the lack of God. And put God first. And knowing that he's going to come. And he's getting ready to rapture us out here. Man, listen, that doesn't make a bad to shout. I mean, no, really, it, it should be exciting times. I mean, so the world may scoff at us. They may ridicule us. But listen, God's will avenge his saints in due time. 
One thing about the rapture is simply this. It's going to be suddenly. Amen. The Bible says it's going to be instantaneous. In the twinkling of an eye. Somehow they measure this and as you read you study that. They say that's simply like 11 one hundredth of a second. Not, not a blink of an eye. But a twinkling of an eye. I don't know who measured that, but we'll just take their word for it. Amen. But one thing we do know, the rapture will be a stunning and shocking experience for a whole lot of people. For the unbelievers, the Antichrist will come and he'll explain it all away. And I don't think he really worry about it that much. For the religious people, it'll come as a shock. Amen. You probably go to some churches today, uh, the Sunday after the rapture, and it still be the same old crowd. Amen. For the church, it will, it will it'll be the same. Religious people will be the same. For all those who are just bench warmers, it'll be just another Sunday. Amen. They, they wasn't looking for Jesus come and didn't care if Jesus come. Amen. There's going to be some that goes into rapture who don't think they're going. They've been saved, but they've been led to, they just let their life just get wasted. And there'll be some that's going that's not going who think they're going. Amen. That's true. All across America today, all across America today, you, you'll find uh, people preaching the gospel who are not saved. Amen. In, in about every denomination, just be honest with you. I, I was telling my wife the other day, I don't listen to, I mean, I don't know much about uh, some of these, uh, you know, top ten songs and all this stuff. And I don't remember what it's even called, but I heard the number one Christian song on what is it? You remember what it is? Uh, whatever it is, number one Christian song in America today, and whatever chart they have, it's not. It was simply it was it, it's sung by a transsexual. And this guy calls himself Flamey Grant. Anybody heard of Amy Grant? He used to be a gospel singer. But I think he had the number one album and the number one song across America in Christianity. Whatever chart they were, I mean, it ain't the songs I listen to, amen. It just ain't. But that's just that's something, amen. The rapture will be the beginning of all spiritual darkness. Aren't you glad you're going to be gone? Amen. Hey, it's going to be dark. For those who are left behind, man, I'm telling you, for those who have heard the gospel of grace through faith, they'll never get a second chance. Matter of fact, the Bible says that there'll be, there'll be strong delusions. They'll be given strong delusions to believe the lie. That's what these people are going to see. Our loved ones that are left behind, Listen, they're going to be strong delusions. Somebody explained it away, and they're not going to believe what happened. Amen. 
It'll be beginning with spiritual darkness for those that are left behind. Listen, the rapture will be the beginning of a new and glorious day for God's people. We've been singing about that tonight, amen? We sang all those songs we're singing tonight. Listen, he's talking about a better day. If there is a better day, it's coming. The rapture will be the beginning and the end of Satan and his followers. Why is Satan on the prowl tonight? Why is he doing all the things he's doing tonight? Why is he attacking the family tonight? Why is he attacking the church tonight? Why is he attacking these little ones tonight? You know what? Because he knows his end is near. Things are going across America today we never even heard or spoke in our lifetimes. Amen. Some of the things these little ones hear on TV and from Walt Disney on down, bless God, it ain't nothing but just smut and, and filth. And really, isn't that something? The devil will take something good and turn it into something bad. And if you keep feeding America and these kids and all these things, listen, I wonder how many kids tonight are really, I don't mean little bitty kids, but I mean, how many young people today are looking for Jesus to come? You know, they might be saved, but they don't have no idea Jesus to come today. They might be saved, they probably didn't even know anything about the rapture of the church, amen? But one day, listen, we'll get ready to close, we'll stop it here. God the Father is going to turn to his son. And he's going to simply say, go get your bride. Amen? It's time to go get your bride. Isn't that good? You know, the Jewish people in a Jewish wedding, the, the husband will go and prepare a place for his bride. And then at a certain time, it was all approved to go get her. She didn't know if it was in the morning or the night. She's just making her wedding garment, and, and that's the way it's going to be. Amen? I, I'm telling you, it could be tonight. Amen? But one of these days, Jesus is going to come back, and he's going to hover over the earth, and he's going to say, come forth tonight. I see he might be like he called Lazarus to say, come forth. And in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we're all called away. You know, when you die, your soul and spirit goes back to heaven. Your body's laying the ground. That's what happens when you die. I preached with it last week. But really, your, your soul and spirit, that's who you really are. When people see you, that's who they see. What's inside comes out. Adam just had a body. Because Jesus breathes the breath of life in him. And then you know what the Bible says? Man became a living soul. Amen. When Jesus comes back and he says, get up. Listen, all of our loved ones, we planted around on the hillsides or wherever. Man, listen. They're going to come up out of that grave. Isn't that going to be a good day? Now, I, I really don't know. I, I hear people say the graves are going to burst open. And that might be. I, I don't even know if he'll actually even be disturbed. I sort of think it won't be disturbed. Amen. Or, or you'll hear people singing about they want to be there besides mommy's grave when, you know, when Jesus comes. I thought, well, you ain't going to know nothing about that either. Amen. 
I don't know how it's going to be. I, I sort of believe you just come up out of the grave. I, I don't even believe that the grass is even messed up. I, I don't know. I can't prove that. I, I don't know. I just hear it just looks like it always does. That'd be easier to explain it all the way. Amen. Could be. But listen, God is going to raise us just like he raised Jesus. You know, Jesus had a body sitting. Flesh, bone. We will have a body like Jesus' flesh. You know, we won't need any blood. The life of the flesh is in the blood. See, we will have a brand new body like Jesus. We'll be able to walk through walls just like Jesus did. You know, Jesus ate. Amen. After he was resurrected. So we'll be eating something. Amen. If you're a Baptist, bless God, you know you got to eat somewhere in eternity. Amen. I mean, they... I, well, frankly, there ain't no Bob Evans in, in, in heaven, but that's a good food there, amen. There's going to be a lot of fruit. Lot of fruit amen. It's going to be good. I'm telling you, Jesus is getting ready to come, amen. Are you, are you looking for him to come? Really, are we really looking for Jesus to come tonight? I'm going to stop right there. I got about half of what I want to get done today, but I hope you'll just understand it. So really, the very next event in Bible prophecy is Jesus coming. And it could be tonight. It could be next week. He might, it, it might be a thousand years from now. I don't know. I know I ain't going to be here a thousand years from now. That's one thing I do know. I know I'm going to be here a hundred years from now, but I know Jesus has got everything worked out. <laughs> So we have a blessed hope tonight. Amen. Well, Christians ought to be the most excited people. Man, I, I tell you, I run into so many Christians. That they, I, I tell you, all they're doing is just, they're never happy, grumble and complain. I'm talking about church folk now. I ain't talking about just regular Christians. I'm telling you, man, they ain't never happy. And if things don't go their way, I mean, really, I mean, I, tell you, I, mean, I can take you to places it's like, goodness gracious, man. Hey, Jesus is coming and they worry about something that don't even make any sense. Always grumbling, always complaining. They're always the sickest people you ever meet. Yeah. Amen. Never ask anybody how they feel because they might tell you. Amen. And as a preacher and a pastor, you have to ask, how you doing today? Then when they tell you, then you sit down a while. I say, well, thank God Jesus is coming today. Amen. Amen. And we all get, I mean, we all get sick. We all have things wrong with us. But listen, we have a better day coming. Amen. This world's not your home. You're just an ambassador here. We're just telling people all we know about Jesus. Listen, don't just tell people about Jesus. Show them Jesus. I'm sure you do. Everybody here say, listen, I know you do. But listen, Jesus could come tonight. He could come next. He might come before we even see each other again, whenever that may be. Amen. And but we'll see each other in the by and by. Amen. Just be happy. Man, don't be discouraged. We know we all get bogged down in the world. We got bills and all these things and pressures of life and all these things going on. Listen, I, I'm the happiest person in the world, really, tonight. I know Jesus comes for me. Amen. They say ignorance is bliss, and man, I'm the happiest man in the world. Amen. And that's true. He is coming today. Uh, are you living like he's coming?